bloom in full color while we live life in high definition and in ultraviolet. Yep, we're adopting both. Sounds great. Jennifer Voss, Liz Hall, hanging out on a Friday in October. We just uh, got done filming another episode. So um, today's episode, I don't know where we're at. I think we're on 16, I think. I didn't. I don't count. I think that's right. I think we're on episode 16. So um, how do you eat an elephant? How do you eat a cake? Oh, I was like, because elephants fork? are one of like <laughs> my spirit animals. Oh, okay. So, so that's, uh, yeah, don't take it in a literal sense. But pigs okay, are too. How, how do you so. eat a cake? A whole cake. <sighs> Jameson, yeah, would be like Liz. <laughs> <laughs> she did this to me yesterday. <laughs> did she? Let's hear it. She's like, so I, my husband, kind husband Jeremiah, <clears throat> brought me a grilled cheese sandwich and some fries because I hadn't eaten it all yesterday. And she looked at me and she said, is that going to make you feel better? And I'm like, stay in your lane. Maybe. No, she's my <laughs> accountability partner. Oh, she's okay. Never mind. And then That's, she's like, she was the right yeah, person to ask you that question. I said, that was an important. Well, it's good. Detail. And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, but how is it on your path? And I'm like, oh, so isn't it? <laughs> and I look at her and I'm like, it's not. <laughs> And Did you push it away? No. I said, she's like, it. no. Oh. She came and she got my grilled cheese. There's more conversation. And I said, okay, I won't eat it. She closed the box. She went and put it on the counter and got me food out of our fridge because we're trying to be healthy in the office, all of us. And she said, pick out of these items, put them in your counter. And once you get to 300 calories, that's what you eat. And I said, okay. And I was full. And I was happy, and she put the rest back. And then she's like, now how, how do you feel? And I said, I feel good. Thank you. Thank you for not letting me eat the grease and the butter and the cheese and the fries and all of it. Your stomach appreciates that. And my goal does. Like, Yeah. But. Anyways. You know, we all have a week. So not a cake. So, Let's talk about okay, a tub so, of uh, cottage cheese. Well, that sounds terrible. Um, oh. I can't do dairy. So oh, that's, that's right. yeah. Okay. So um, how do you climb a mountain? Again, with the fat lady. <laughs> <laughs> with boots and a lot of time and a I whole pack of water. Say, um, <laughs> uh, maybe on I'm the on the back of, of a donkey. <laughs> 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 okay. So the whole point of this is. How do I handle a whole day of filming? Let's do that. Well, <laughs> One so think, think of it this way. So uh, what I'm trying to kind of encapsulate is there's a mountain of a task in front of you. Yes. And when you look at it head on, it's terrifying. It is scary. It's scary. It's scary. All right. So I would say, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. Right. So, I mean, I'm trying to think back to... When does this happen in people's lives? So huge projects, um, learning to ride a bike. Weight loss. Um, weight loss. Oh, God. Yeah, that's like a whole nother conversation. There's yeah. so many variables and unknowns in there. Um, running a marathon. New work position. Raising a family. Raising a kid. Having a baby the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Straight gosh. terror. Oh, Straight terror. I have no, pardon my pun here, crotch goblins. That's not a pun. That's just a terrible yeah, a way thing. that I right. define children. It's okay. It's fine. Um, know that I sort of like people's children only halfway. I like my own more. Mm -hmm. I like my friends' children. Past that, if they're kind and respectful, they're rad little beings. Mm -hmm. And I'm down if they are terrible, terrible 
acting humans. Yeah. Aside from owning their own space, like I will give anyone, child, adult, right, you know, geriatric, you name it, space to be their own human because I truly firmly believe in that. But the second you're disrespectful and step on people, I don't, I don't have tolerance for that because I, do you want to be treated like that? No. Like that just sucks. So, and I am also a fan of, as we go through this topic, embrace the suck, (laughs) honor the struggle because Sometimes the hardest part of something big and daunting is mourning your past, like releasing that. Yes. That's a part of the process a lot of people don't like even acknowledge. So I would say worse than raising children is taking care of an elderly family member. Yes. That to me is a bigger mountain than raising their my children. Their second childhood. The third yep. stage of their life because Be- they grow yep. up and they... Be an adult. And then what is, uh, oh, Ladine, Granny B, who runs in our, works in our retail. She, my parents are retiring or starting the yes. process, if you will, which will come up as we go through this. But um, she gave him a book. It's called The Third Chapter on learning how to transition out of your career into a retirement phase. I mean, I know that keeping your hobbies has been such a big focus for my parents because, you know, they're retiring in their early 60s. Like that's awesome. That is you awesome. did really well for yourself. Yeah. And you know, they want out and that's great. And they've lived their life in a way such that they can accomplish that in the way that that works for them. Yeah. It's not that they're being forced out for health. They're they've got, you know, my brother and I in a position where we can do it and so they're stepping away slowly and you know, dad came in earlier, mom raised us for a little while, so dad's leaving earlier, which was fine because his position's trained out. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good. He can leave, you know, and keeping your hobbies has been so important in that process. But mm-hmm. I'm watching, um, our kind of, uh, our director of operations. He was our general manager. We'll go through that here in a couple of minutes, <laughs> but, uh, he's the biggest task ahead of him. He's like, I don't know what I want to do when I retire. And it's now like causing him to lose sleep. Oh. And so I think that this comes about, everybody experiences this Mm -hmm. and it could be something huge like losing weight because Mm -hmm. as you're talking accountability part, like those little tiny decisions are what makes or breaks it. Absolutely. And it's that ripple effect that happens. Whereas, you know, if it's something that you understand, you can usually be like, okay, so I have this innate ability that is terrible habit. Trying to break it. It's very tough. Um, (laughs) I like to understand every piece before mm. I start something. Okay, you can research yourself into the ground and not know every variable that is coming at you. We were just talking about this, actually. We were saying that there's a lot of people, um, Zach and I, that we were talking about, oh, I watched a YouTube channel, and now I know how to replace a light switch, so that makes me an electrician. Okay, says the guy that dies from electricity you know, being electrocuted. Okay. You know, yeah. Make sure you turn off power before you do stupid things. Yeah. I don't things. remember what brought that up. Oh, I do remember what brought that up. You know, but, you can yeah. do a lot of things from YouTube. Right. But you can learn things from TikTok, um, but you are not going I to suddenly be touch what Zach does. A heart I will surgeon. never touch what you do. I will never touch what a lot of people do. Like I, that's a craft and it takes learning and it takes. Well, and it all comes things. down to understanding your tools and your skill set. 
Right. That, that is definitely something I want to talk about because, yeah, okay, so let's talk about that. What's the holdup in eating an elephant? So whatever this huge task or this big thing is, it's usually fairly unknown. It's fear. Yeah. Fear. Mm-hmm. Fear. Any time you have a limiting belief or um, a negative mindset or you're being critical or judgment is coming forward in any way, shape, or form anywhere in your life. So your mother-in-law doesn't like the way you talk to her son, but she'll turn around and be a total whatever. I'm not going to call names. Doesn't matter because that's a fear thing. It Mm. all goes back to fear. I'm losing my baby Mm. to his wife or whatever. I I just had had somebody telling me about how, and I was like, that Mm. sounds very similar to something I've experienced. And you know, and I've watched it happen as I was growing up in my own family. Like, Oh gosh, it's, you know, I'm never going to make it as good as your mother. Well, it's not ever going to be the same because it's not your mother's, you know, things like that. And I'm teaching my kids to cook. So this is coming up a little bit. So, and what were they scared of? Hey, I want you to pick a meal. I will teach you how to do it next week. And they're like, well, I don't have a recipe. I don't know what the ingredients are. And I said, what do you want to cook? Fear of the unknown. I will take care of that part. And then we got to it and they said, well, I don't have a recipe card. I said, no, not yet. I'm going to walk you through things that are just in my head. And then you pick next week and recipe card. We'll figure it out. I don't ever follow a recipe. If it's something I haven't cooked before, I'll start with one and then I adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I adapt. I don't. Yeah, I adapt. I'll use the okay. base. Zach, no, what about you? Fusion. Do you follow recipes? No. No, nah, he's shaking he's his shaking head, his head no. no. He has a microphone, but yet he's not using it. He's pulling Hi. it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm actually trying to do you know, make something specific. Uh, I'm a C personality, so I I do cool. follow it to Accuracy. the letter. Accuracy. Um, but I feel like you don't do that when you're when you're editing. Uh, that's that, the creative that's, side of him. Yeah, that's where I'm a. I'm like, yeah, I'm a CS, and the S is all the creativity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's all. It's very weird. I'm a very analytical person, but. When it comes to creativity, it's so all feeling. When we're talking about C's and S's, I should probably give yeah, a little bit of context here. Yeah. So disc profile. So we've yes. all done disc profile training. And I just had Jameson, which is a third party in Refresh, yes. which these guys are part of it, as well as um, Jameson and I know each other from different career lives. And uh, she came in and did an awesome one for us. So I'm an ID, like tippy top, almost so off the charts. Jameson. Jameson's she, an ID. She's a D, though. Yeah. She's a DD. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some I in her, but I am an ID. Yeah. Now my brother totally understands why I operate the way I do. And he started to realize because he is a solid C. Oh. And he used to be a DC, so he's changed as time's going I'm on. I'm a solid I. I could see that 100% without <laughs> question. <laughs> and that's yeah, okay. That's I am definitely an ID because I can get into hyper analytical, like results only. And in, a bad part of myself being fear driven and being a dictator, but I'm really aware of that. And it is a limiting belief. And I was called bossy mm. as a kid all the time. And I hated it. I'm called bougie. My friends call me a bougie princess. And there if you were listening to this, my friends, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> Do you know who I call princess in my life? Oh, who? My brother and my husband. <laughs> I even said it with the bank the other day. I was like, oh, just have Dewey stand and right there that, where it says princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. It's just because they need more than I do. 
I know how to anticipate my own needs and I'm usually prepared. I think I'm a high, I'm a high eye and I'm the only high eye with like everybody I associate with in work and everybody that is in my circle. Yeah. So I am a princess. Well, out of the family, (laughs) because we had to do it for family succession planning. So we started our process in 2017 to take over the company. Now, mind you, my brother and I are generation four at the greenhouse. Um, So you really have to kind of map that out. The first thing the bank made you do was take this profile and I'm the cheerleader of the family. Interesting. I'm the only I in the whole group. The bank made you take a disc uh-huh. profile? Uh-huh. They say it's the first thing to understand the personalities in which you're working with so that you're most effective in working with the one another. High five to that bank. Oh, hell yeah. Northwest Farm Credit Services. Booyah. But that's like... Yeah, ag lender, 100%. Because like, there's a, a ton of awesome local banks around but here. But still... But like- our ag lender is one of a kind, and they are outstanding. They That's are great. just That's a great. kick-ass organization. See, I have nothing but yeah, wonderful things to Before Jameson say. came in and did the disc for us, I was like, oh, whatever. And then reading it, now I like I understand Zach. And it's not that Zach is you know needing to be in his hole and ignore me and doesn't want to talk to me. No. It's he, just he's his in the brain zone, works differently. And that's than where yours. his brain works. 100%. And so and when he's ready to talk and be energetic and want to come, he'll come over and we'll just chair into my office and we'll have a little old chit chat. And then you're fine. And then I'm and it, fine. It fuels you, yeah. it feeds you. Yep. But once you understood that, again, I didn't the take unknown. it personal. You didn't yeah. take it personal. Yeah. I was just telling Jameson that I like when people are in the morning <laughs> like the office and they're here because I, I fill up my social meter in about 10 minutes of talking yeah. to people and, and then I good. go into my little editing hovel <laughs> close I, the door and I'm yeah, done. I have to be very strategic about how I spend the first hour of my day because if I don't just go in and do something to check off my list like one done before one kind of Brennan Burchard approach um, I'll get sucked into all my other crews so I try to complete a task before I go do the loop with my team mm. because I, I run several teams now. So I have to check in with the management all the time and they know to call me ahead if they need me. But um, yeah, eating an elephant one, one bite at a time. So d- times this has happened. So I had to learn how to do our schedules. So schedules is like, okay, Moss Greenhouses grows thousands of different things. How do I get those to all be ready at the right time? One really hellacious Excel document. No, thanks. I didn't know how to do functions. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, sat down. I actually took somebody with me and we both went and did an Excel training, CSI workforce development, five classes, really dug in. And then we pulled in somebody who used to work for us, built the structure. And I now know how to do that. You know, that was scary as hell. Scary as hell. Yeah. But I just had to jump in one step at a time because I was not going to be able to spec out all the challenges. I I knew basics. Hey, I need to understand functions. I need to know how to tie these all together. I need to know how to pull the query so that I can run reports. Yeah. I've got to know how how this talks to that, how that talks to this. And believe me, there was hers. And not big ones, but enough that will complicate a crew and take several of your labor hours at a very inopportune time on the worst week. Oh, buddy, we've been through those. And yep. we've been doing this for a couple of years now. And it, you know, it doesn't always go smooth. But here's the best part. I embrace failure. I learn more from failure than I've ever learned from success. Mm. So I'm not somebody who I, I believe firmly in failure. 
I believe that the strongest people have failed the biggest. And if you are not failing regularly, you are not trying hard enough. Your mm -hmm. goals don't scare the living shit out of you. You are not shooting high enough. There's A, B, and C goals. What, explain that. <clears throat> An A goal is a goal that you know how to achieve. Don't mind me while I sip. No, you're fine. Here. An A goal is a goal you know how to achieve. You know the pathway. You know what's going to happen. It's, it's an achievable yeah. goal. A B goal is a goal that, okay, you, you see it's there. Yeah. You, you know kind of you a pathway. You can probably get to you it. You can probably get yeah. to it. A C goal is one like my C goal okay. is to own an Audi R8. Okay. And to pay cash for it. And to Ooh. make three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, that's a seagull. Okay, it's an out Legit. of this world. Legit. Goal, okay, but that's my goal. And seagulls can fly. Oh dear. To elaborate, seagulls. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. So yep. A, see, that's the Friday the effect goal. that's happening as I sip on the yeah. cider. And they still French fries. <laughs> yeah. And they still. But like fries. a beagle for me would be, I'm gonna buy a new house. And is a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, a beagle. A be yeah. A beagle. <laughs> I'm not helping. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> okay. Good. Sir. I like the dad jokes oh, coming from Zach and his beady over here. <laughs> So we just filmed an, a previous podcast and where we finished his beer yeah, and we, the other drink. We had to go get ice from the bar downstairs oh, so we could do non-alcoholic mixers. So to as a bartering chip, we bought one beer. Oh my heavens! <laughs> and it's the per, he is now socially elixired and livened. Yes, because What's those up? were the two <laughs> non-alcoholic mixers we had. Welcome to uh, Zach that we were at that one time. Remember we oh, were Kodo? yeah, he was social. He was so social. Yeah, see? This it is can't social, happen. Zach. It's yeah. a seagull. <laughs> and a beagle. <laughs> What's the eagle? What's the eagle? Like Lego my ego? It, it sounds like boggle mixed with egg or something. Eagle? Eagle. Yeah. Eagle. It it's sounds breakfast. Like Igor. Igor, yeah, it's it sounds breakfast. like a Denny's dish. It's breakfast. Oh dear. Moons over my hammy. It's still the best name for a dish for a he corporate structure. <laughs> oh, we're doing this far often. We're gonna come up with a different. <laughs> he <just snorted laughs> yes, he did. It's great. It's great. Okay. I'm so detracting. Go ahead. <laughs> Zach, do you have an eating in the elephant project that you've had to do before? That's just been like, oh my god, how the hell am I gonna do this? <laughs> I can I'm a, a videographer, so of course. <laughs> okay, so it happens on the rig. Yeah, I think your project that we're working on still. Oh, yeah, that's there, why I'm not. I think I'm not one, taskmaster. On that, that one anymore, to me, like I, I get the, I get the script, and it's very well written. And I look at it, and I'm like, "Holy forward, dear God!" <laughs> hey, I tried to just attach forward. all of you on it because that. Okay, so and big scary yeah, things. Yeah, that's a big scary. Yeah, thing that's in my big mind. scary things. Yeah, um, I still remember when I, in passing to the family. Okay, so Dad had a couple of roles with us taking over the business, like. First off, you had to go far enough away to college that you couldn't come home to do your laundry on the weekends because you didn't want me to be BSU Bronco because we're vandals. Okay. So Woo. that's that's a thing. Represent. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and mind you, I married a Bronco. Mm. <laughs> I love him dearly. I just don't count him as a Bronco. <laughs> we're just – we call it good. And We can, um, we can, we can uh, forgive people's Yeah, faults. exactly. So yeah. where, where did Dewey, we went for a Where semester? did Dewey go to school? Dewey is a coyote. 
from College of Idaho. Oh. Yeah, he has a finance degree and business degree from up there. Interesting. Wow. So my two degrees, because dad said, I'll pay for five years. So I was like, how much education can I get in five years? A I lot. I didn't want to be an architect or mm-hmm. I could have had a master's in that. And I, said, I don't want to build things. Not no. like that. So um, I got a public relations degree and a communication studies with a psych background degree with a specialization in large event planning. I graduated in 2008. Wow. When the recession hit. Oh, <laughs> and that was no. the one job everybody cut. <laughs> so oh, uh, no. talk about eating an elephant. I yeah. moved to Portland and the unemployment rate was 13%. I took a job with Northwestern Mutual to sell life insurance. Couldn't buy my own product. Ended up working at a hotel front desk and being a professional dog walker for a crazy lesbian who then fired me <laughs> to make room for her Italian love slave. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can tell you that's a whole nother whole that's, other that's, tangent sounds that, like a skit show and that sounds oh, like three buddy. separate skits and i'm just gonna sit back here and where's the popcorn you literally live oh yeah like have you ever watched portlandia oh yeah that no, sounds I've like three skits from portlandia percent and i've got much more interesting stories that are not oh, wow. twin falls podcast friendly and that's acceptable a separate podcast. For, we're starting for a new the, podcast for the red wing state that we live in in this nice conservative <laughs> environment i that that will be a separate tiktok channel <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> okay so the thing we keep talking about yeah that elephants. okay so there there has been a very large development at moss greenhouses uh we've transitioned ownership we're starting oh, we're talking process. about that now yeah we can talk about oh. that now so my big elephant i'm ceo now i think i've known for like four months <laughs> i've been really <laughs> so good and it, kept quiet <laughs> okay so first off terror like okay excitement we start there we figured out the plan. My brother and I sat down. We figured out the org chart, kind of where we were going to head. Really had it mapped, right? The hardest thing was, you know, figuring out where to move the right bodies because we're trying to kind of thin it out so there's less chiefs, more Indians in an efficiency standpoint. Not like from a roles and responsibility standpoint, but we wanted to funnel the message, finite the target. It's like taking the sight on a gun and really getting it to aim at the right target, right? Which, by the way, congratulations. Thanks. You know, that's never officially been said. I, thanks. And Zach, you can add some, like, claps in there from, like, an audience that's, like, fake. Like, thanks, future Zach. Sud- that was great. Suddenly there's fireworks in fireworks the screen. Fireworks in the, in the uh, screen. So Explosion. I got the excitement, and, you know, everything was under wraps for a while, right? Um, kept it, you know, cause we were still trying to figure out the logistics and yeah. you don't want to just say, Hey, she's going to be in charge and not have a plan because then you create unrest because there's just unknowns. Then Again, fear of the unknown. on half of the mountain. Exactly. And they're, and, and they have no have gear to, to go any further. Yeah. They have no coats and it's a snowstorm. Like, or you're stuck on the tusk of an elephant. <laughs> or because you it's stuck in your teeth and That's you're choking. That's what I'm saying. You're choking. There's a bad TikTok we video we watched right before this. <laughs> <laughs> the TikTok just keeps coming up. All right, we'll stop there because that is not going to transition well. If but... you want to hear the, the free podcast, <laughs> you can subscribe and pay $5.99 a month. <laughs> so the next phase uh, I hit was blatant blind terror. And it was like several weeks of nightmares and just like, oh, because one day you went from like minuscule debt to well that yeah Yeah. and that's that's more of a closed door conversation but yeah yeah, you get to see all the big numbers the big documents you know you'd seen them in passing prior but i went from director of sales and marketing managing you know six seven no about eight people directly but like a team of up to 30 people 
to three massive departments, and I'm now in charge of 80 plus people. You know, uh, didn't you have 154 last year? Uh, 167 at peak. Yeah, that's insane. and we shouldn't ever really go over 120, 140 because we're very seasonal. It's ag, so you know, and we just got to button up some processes. It, it, we're also we're suffering kind of like the hangover of COVID and the labor struggles, yeah. and we still got labor struggles, but it's there. We're adapting to that, right? So that's why we work with Refresh to help. We're trying to redesign our entire onboarding process. So straight terror for a long time. And then I started to have imposter syndrome. And I'm like, what if I can't do this? What if nobody wants to work you for me? You did? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Really? Yeah. No. And I got to oh. share those struggles and be open about them. Because honestly, I think that people see me. Like, because yeah, you can speak have, to this. I never thought. I that. come across and I present as a very confident person. Yeah. But I have insecurities. Except when you're reading a script. Here at Moss Greenhouses. <laughs> Oh, the the cut for okay. So I listen to instructions very well when I am not in charge of a project. And if somebody has a vision, I try not to disrupt that. You did a really that. good job. I did exactly like, what he asked me to do. And what was that? <laughs> it's because you guys know me in yeah. real life. Yeah, <laughs> you it's, know the real Jen. Yeah, it's giving sensual Walt Disney. <laughs> oh God, I was just like, he's like, well, okay, so the video is going to come this way, and you're going to say this, and you're going to look up, and Dewey's not going to look at the camera, and you're just going to keep going. And it was just like. Okay, Dave. That's what I'm gonna do. All right. I mean, and you it did just a go. really good job. But I looked at it and I like because Zach, that's his mountain that he created into this beautiful like rainforest. Yes. And I don't know why a mountain would create into a rainforest. <laughs> yeah. So don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, when I was watching, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." And then I you was like, me. "You can't park came," and I'm like, "What the hell? What the hell?" <laughs> like I think I said it out loud too. I was like, "Is she okay?" <laughs> I was following instructions. I know. I was like, I did exactly what? what he asked me to. Zach was there because he had the camera. Like, I did exactly what Dave told me to do. And verbatim. I, I, I did exactly what Dave. Yep. And that, for me. that was exactly what. And it looks good. And it, had you not known me, and and it's from, very professional correct. for what you're using them for, for what I'm using it for for the audience. Great. That's yes. what they need to see of me. Yes. The real Jen they will see in the company meetings on the regular basis in passing. And then I'll be other pieces of other videos. Yeah. So one of this, like huh? the, we should have like the alternate cut where right? you're like at a kitchen table with a smut novel and you're like at Moss Green. <laughs> yes. We let glass it all hang of wine. <laughs> my socks on the table yeah. with like something I've seen yeah. written on the we bottom did, of them. We did talk about this yesterday with Dave is that we really want to joke and be like when, when they were talking about your smoking area, cause that's yeah. a huge thing for that's you That's a big thing for us. And we were like, but there is a special greenhouse. <laughs> In the back. The one that's blurred out on Google Maps. The one that's blurred out on Google Maps. (laughs) That the cops don't know about. Oh, yeah. And here's the chief listening to this video right now. (laughs) Who's a good friend of mine. We're just joking. How's it going? Uh, Department of Ag's there every day. If it was going to happen, they would know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there was this big moment of imposter syndrome where I literally was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I, you know, we, I had had conversations of where the company was going without being like, extremely detailed you know there was some buzz they kind of had an idea but no like solid anything and literally we sit down to have the company meeting to show the new org chart without names in it and like we say this person is this this person because a true org chart just shows positions right, right. in the flow right and literally they everybody just looks at me and goes well duh and i was like i have been losing sleep over this so and- is that the moment that it clicked and you got over it or was there 
It definitely took the overwhelming down, mm. but then I caught myself in this moment like, I have an elephant to eat. So when you're looking at this massive, like you have all these different departments, all these different projects going on, how do you funnel your energy? What do you approach first? And so I literally was like, okay, I need a warboard on my wall. I need to know what I'm working on. I need to, to, to compartmentalize. And then, excuse me, triage effect, what's red, what's orange, what's green? You know, what's the most important thing first? And um, I'm also making a huge shift. We are changing the entire focus of our company away mm -hmm. from plants. Now, I know I say that out loud and everyone's like, what in the hell? Like moss grain? Yes, it is. So our focus as a company has always been top quality plants, top customer service. Well, all we're doing is shifting to our most important asset, mm. which is our people. So we are really funneling in on our core team, supporting them, enriching them, growing them, pushing them, um, and really just getting down and giving them all the tools they need and training them to do the job in the best way possible. Again, these, uh, you know, you guys are helping us with this huge onboarding video training um, project. And really the idea is that is if I hire less people, paying them more, and really get them enriched into the moss culture, and it's such a badass place to work, the people are like, I want to work here. But I'm learning things too. Not just like, because I'm not an employee, but no, like you're the just time that I'm spending there, I'm learning. And I love my plants. But and I'm learning more And do you see the culture plants. of oh, our people? Absolutely. I've got They're, some gr yeah. great folks. And so, so Zach and I were actually saying yesterday, just a little no. real quick. Oh, let's hear it. They, there was one lady and she, I don't remember her name, but, and we won't name names, but she was super polite to the dude. She was like, Hey, can you just make sure they're pushed this way a little bit? They're getting caught on this corner here. And I thought to myself, Oh hell, I could never work here. <laughs> Cause I'm not polite. <laughs> You know, and I was not like, everybody's I was polite. Like, I know, but like, and then the, like, there was other circumstances where like the conversation was just polite, and like, then there was funny jargon, and then there was like, well, we don't ever do this, so it's weird feeling like like when we were filming certain things, and it was just, and I was like, oh, is this what normal's like? Because I don't work in normal. <laughs> no, a lot of people, a lot of people do work in normal. Right. But, but it, and for me, that's, that's weird because I'm, I just have weird work environment things, but I don't always have. Thanks. <laughs> that's okay. It's, all about you, it's actually not you. <laughs> no, but, but like Zach and I were saying, like, we don't think that we could work in like that kind of style because we, we're not HR appropriate most of the time. So we're not all the time either. Oh, right. But, but like, on video, when you're filming, we are. I don't think we are on video either. <laughs> well, and you guys have gotten to know me. And, yeah. and if you're watching the podcast regularly, like, I, d I don't fit into a box. No, but the culture and I can adapt. is amazing. Like, well, and we've worked really hard on the last couple of years. I'm, I'm expecting to take this to a very high level. Well, I think you need to plug yourself, though, too, because you're the biggest greenhouse. In the Intermountain West. Yeah. I mean, that's there are bigger thing. growers than me, but they're doing box. But that's a big they're thing. They're doing Walmarts and Home Depots. Yeah. I mean, there's bigger greenhouses than me, but we are servicing. So a lot of people think we just have the store. So let's break this down. Okay. CEO of a little retail greenhouse. No, that's But that's not, what I, that's, but that's, that's not what, what I thought, thought until I know. like so we've gotten let's, to know each other Let's and learn. define what Moss is. <laughs> so I won't share budget numbers, but what I will say is. 
Retail in Jerome, Idaho is 15% of my business. That's it. 85 of it's wholesale. That is over 350 different delivery locations across eight different states in an 800-mile radius of Jerome, Idaho with a full semi-fleet. I have 12 weeks to make the entire year's income. No pressure. And I start the year in the hole because I'm a farmer in a box. So when I have men, and I'm going to pick on the gender card here for a second, being a female CEO, first off, I am a rarity. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I sit at board tables. And with, you're young. With, I'll just pick on it, the old white man, the CEO, which is fine. It's, it is what it is, but diversification and changing what the face of horticulture, that is a focus of our industry. We are working on it very heavily, um, both in-house and on an industry level, on both the state and the national level, because I do sit on the state board. I am an offshoot of the national board. I am very involved because... Ultimately, who am I going to call locally that I don't compete with to ask a question? But that's one thing you have done differently. I have done differently. Is you have, I'm going to, I'm going to plug them. You and Windsor are friends. Yeah, we're buddies. And like watching you two interact and talk about like. We're friends. Your strengths yeah. and your weaknesses. And then she's like, why didn't you tell me about your podcast? You know, <laughs> like these things. Yeah, that's who you were talking you, to. Yeah. Do you have a podcast? <laughs> like when, you, when did you start that? And you're like, uh, March. But I'm you've like, done that differently. Oh, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> right. But you've done that differently. We became friends. Yeah. Like that was important to me. Um, also, I truly believe everything comes back to your core values. Right. So. Self-awareness is a superpower. I know exactly what MOSS stands for. Mm -hmm. MOSS stands for integrity and honesty. With that comes transparency. How do you, and you know, and transparency is not a baby boomer value. And baby boomers are who are phasing out of companies. And my, my dad would be the first one to tell you, you know, sometimes you, you say too much. And I'm like, hold on. I'm not saying anything that's going to hurt anybody, first off. Second off, if everybody understands the vision, will they shoot at the same goal? Will they translate the vision to work for them? If I explain why I do something some way, maybe the employee will save themselves five steps instead of reinventing the process and just tailor what I'm doing to work for their process. And they still accomplish the same goal. Agree. And so what we're trying to do is just build this culture. And it's scary as hell. Like taking on CEO, like, oh my God. I'm still having like, oh. Is this the right decision? Ooh. <laughs> but I, I sit and go, okay, what are our core values? Integrity. Am I, am I living with integrity? Are my attention, my intentions and my actions aligned with one another? Am I like, I always take on projects that are labor savers or killers right away. If something is take is costing me money by the hour, by the person, it's an immediate focus because I need to make it so that they can continue to do their job because I'm losing dollars for every time that happens. Anytime we're in a meeting, that's a hundred dollars a person per hour wow. as far as I'm concerned. So I want to be very efficient with that hour. If I'm going to take 10 of my best people and put them in a meeting for an hour, that's a thousand bucks before I've done anything. Because if I can value it that way, I can say, okay, could this be an email? Let's start there. <laughs> Could this be an email with an action item at the end? If you're just sending an email to send an email or to hear yourself talk, like, okay, wh wh what was your goal? Mm -hmm. That must have been an A goal. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just wanted to hear yourself talk. Sometimes I'll ask that question. I actually heard this uh, piece of management advice. I was at the National Board Meeting for American Hort this week. They said, get one of those hourglass timers. It's a three-minute timer. 
And when people come to your desk, because everybody there is either an owner or a major manager in a company in horticulture in any sector, right? Say, somebody comes to complain to you, flip it over. When there's no sand left, they're done complaining. That's a great idea. I loved it. It's in my Amazon cart still. I, wow. I just haven't bought it yet. Yeah. But I'm literally going to start employing this because ultimately I'm, as we were talking about disc, I am an ID. So I am action to the core. And my brother's a solid C. My mom's a solid C. My dad and I are, he's more of a D. And so um, what I find is I am so action driven, but I understand enough of the C because I've been around it so long that I have to kind of, I tailor to them faster because I'm a little more adaptable. You know, C's are very, you know, you're structured. A, are you a high D? I'm like at the top, top. And you're adaptable? I am very adaptable. So that's interesting. For those of you that haven't taken DISC, where where you lie in the circle, if you're closer to the middle, you're more adaptable to those around you. Yeah. If no. you're, so I, I shade into collaboration really heavy. I'm very team oriented. And people I present as very dominant and confident. You put me in a team environment, I will guide the conversation, identify strengths, and task it out. I don't Are micromanage. You a Maybe. You should ask Jameson. I should. Yeah. I'm see her soon. Hey. I wonder if I'm a unicorn. You should ask I don't her know. A I'm very adaptable. And yeah. I, I, that's a strength because I think as a CEO, you can't, there are plenty of CEOs that are A type, control. You know, they have to understand every piece of everything. I truly believe in you can teach a speed reader to speed fa to read faster or you teach a reader to be a speed reader. Which one's going to be more effective? Mm. Speed reader. Mm -hmm. Reading faster. Mm -hmm. Because it's a skill set. It's a strength they already have. If you focus on somebody's weakness and only factor in on their weaknesses, mm -hmm. you are not going to succeed. If you factor on your strengths and hire for your weaknesses, shit, you're unstoppable. This is, a, we will put That's explicit why words I in do PR. Podcast. And, you know. Yeah, there needs to be a warning. <laughs> cuss, words, cuss words. You know, I am 100% myself most of the time. I have to kind of tailor it a little bit for the public image. But um, ultimately, at the end of the day, the only person that's usually standing in somebody's way is themselves. Mm -hmm. And. I firmly believe, and this is the only reason I come across as confident as I am, and I'm not scared to climb the mountain um, or eat the elephant or whatever. I firmly believe what other people think of you is none of your business. I do not care what people think of me. It does not matter to me. As soon as you divorce what other people's opinions of you are, you get to live your life the way you want to. Because ultimately, who do you have to live with at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Quit caring what people think. It does not matter. I look at my kids anytime there's like something that's the end of the world because I have two 11-year-olds because everything's the end of the world. And mind you, they're girls. Yeah. There's my stepdaughters and I think this is karma balancing the world because I was a terrible small human and that's okay. <laughs> so I will ask my kids three questions. I go, okay, will this matter in a year? Well, yeah. Okay. Will it matter in five years? Well, probably not. I said, will it matter in 10? And I say, no. I said, okay. If you answered no to any of these questions, you need to take a deep breath. Now I'm going to ask you the fourth question. What is the only thing you can control? Myself. I'm like, okay. What's your plan going forward? And 
the more you can do that with your employees, to a certain degree, respectfully, without being demeaning, it puts the power in their hands and they start to solve things by themselves. And I also look at managers and say, you know what? You suck at delegation. Hire somebody to do it. Well, yeah. Who's your second? Yep. My gosh, we've got a position and a person that's been there for 18 years. She's awesome at her job. And she's one of our killer, awesome employees. She's really flourished in the last couple of years. She is kicking ass and taking names. She will always get the job done, but she'll do it herself. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't delegate. And it stretches her and it affects her home life. It affects her health. It affects her sleep. She can't do that. And so she actually hired a body from out from under me. <laughs> In my department, she she actually she's one of like the the these subtle quiet people, and she's like, "I'll fist fight you." Oh, and I was like, "Well, well, you I won. think you can keep him?" <clears throat> yeah, and he's actually a good friend of ours. But uh, he, you know, Sun Valley Company during the pandemic, they didn't have work, and mm. I was able to grab him and keep him. And she had work before I had work in th- another department. And he's become her rock star and he runs the facility for her and manages her whole team. And suddenly she's shining Mm. because of hiring her weakness to cover her. So Mm. that's kind of like one of those things, you know, first on identify that there's fear of the unknown. And then when you're going to eat an elephant, assess what are your skills and your strengths? What tools do you have? Where are your gaps? Reverse engineer it because I recommend, and this is something to put on your reading list. I listened to a podcast, Rachel Hollis um, and Benjamin, and I forget his last name, but the book is The Gap in the Game. Mm. So if you look back three years ago, would you be proud of yourself today? Yes. 100%, right? But when you were three years ago looking forward, you go, how the hell am I ever going to get there? Absolutely. Okay, so what I say when you're eating an elephant following the, the logic of this book and it's uh it's two gentlemen that kind of wrote the book together and um an older gentleman that had figured out this strategic leadership like full on a just a fire like he's the old version of tony robbins kind of and then um and i'm making a terrible reference not remembering their names but uh and this ben gentleman has really just like kind of restructured and presented the idea and so okay i CEO of a company, what has to be true for that to be a thing? Reverse engineer what you want. Okay, mm-hmm. you want to make 350000 and buy an Audi R8 in cash. Okay, what has to be true for you to have those things? So start lining that out. So mm-hmm. right now, my big, my, my B goal, all right, is probably like a BC goal. I don't know if you've got a dad joke for that, Zach. Yeah, start thinking BCs? about it. BCs, BC goals. Um, I'm just thinking about how a D goal is a gun. So <laughs> oh, why, is, why does this apply to everything but the A? <laughs> I love it. So oh. my my big kind of BC goal is to be in the best shape of my life by the time I'm 40. 37 <coughs> and a half now. Mm. I have to define what the best shape of my life is. So it's mental, physical, spiritual mm-hmm. health. So I did something that I'm effing terrified of. Oh, yeah. I'm so scared. Um, But I had to, I am so strapped, like with my job, family, and, you know, just life, that I can't be redesigning something. And I've been thinking about this for years. I just haven't had the balls to do it. So doing it, I'm going to start CrossFit. I'm so excited. (sighs) I'm still like a little, like I've got the, like I want to throw up a little bit in my mouth. I think you need to go live afterwards. 
I'm going to give it a month. Well, maybe I need to do little TikTok chickens or something. Um, yeah. So I had to define, like, I literally have a page going in my journal of, okay, best shape of your life by 40. And I'm defining it on one side. And I literally have written on the other side in order for that to happen, what has to be true. Mm. And I am literally filling that out and writing it down because, and I'm also marinating with it because I'm, I'm trying to heal some um, past trauma that happened to me when I was a teen. That was pretty substantial that I thought I'd swallowed down and dealt with, but I never had that has come cropping back up. Your thirties is for trauma healing. I decided, Oh my God. I have so many friends who are going through this too. So your (sighs) thirties is a time where you get to relive traumas you have not dealt with and they come glaring into your life. They're fun. Uh Uh-huh. Well, trauma and conflict are a tunnel. Mm. So you're going to have to go through the tunnel. It's getting used to the tunnel, getting your flashlight and your candle and your blankie if you need it and being able to have the right shoes on to get all the way through. Yeah. I told uh, Jameson and and Zach this morning, I said, you know, I've realized my own worth and I'm adding tax. Yeah. Do you know that anytime I'm asked to do something, I kind of account. I cost a hundred bucks an hour to get my time. My mom does that. When I was pregnant, I was like, we should make these blankets. And she's like, no, I'm just going to buy them. I'm like, they're like 500 bucks. And she's like, but for me to take the time. They'll take 20 hours for me to do. Yeah. And you can't afford me. It's solid. Understand your value. Self-awareness is a superpower, dude. Yeah. So start to ask yourself, like when you're looking at an elephant, right? Whatever that elephant is for you, whether it's, you know, losing a hundred pounds or buying a house or paying down a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loans or debt or becoming CEO of your company or taking on a completely different career or, you know, losing your job and how am I going to attack? Like there's always something, right? Mm -hmm. So where do you want to go? First off, and celebrate the wins. Because we have a tendency to be such a negative culture just because of th- kind of the nature of how life works in America. Mm-hmm. We are never seeing our worst because we're always comparing ourselves to everyone else. First off, comparison is the thief of joy. The only person that understands your path is you. This is why I hold space for everybody in their journey. As long as they're not being mean and spiteful, you get space. End of story. Doesn't mean you get time because time is currency. Right. Energy is currency. And I firmly, firmly practice this. Like I'll have somebody come to me and like, I need two hours of your time. I said, you get three minutes. (laughs) What do you need to say? Be concise. (laughs) You can plan for the three minutes if you need to prep for it. I don't care. But if I don't have that time to give you, I'm not going to. And an emergency on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. We experienced this yesterday. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the time. I couldn't fix the problem. The person that was coming to me with the problem could fix the problem. And it was great. And they kicked butt at it. So it's just... And it wasn't their making. It wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. It, but they were the solution to their own problem. Absolutely. And so sometimes people just have to, you know what? 20 seconds of insane courage. It's how I started talking to my husband. It's how I signed up for a CrossFit class. It's how I had a hard conversation with the family to say, you know what? I'm ready to run this company. That's scary. And you have to be your own advocate. You are the only one who understands your skill set. So that's how you eat an elephant one bite at a time. I feel like not enough as I've been doing my own research on how do you become a CEO? <laughs> there is not very good is information there a CEO out there. for a dummies book? Not. Yes, but it's written <laughs> by a man. Okay. Not that that's a bad thing, uh, but it's 
The way men look at work it's different. and the way that women look at work mm-hmm. are definitely different. And women, if you look at the numbers for results, women are much better performers as CEOs than men are. We have a different skill set. Our brains are actually wired differently. And that actually is an advantage at the end of the day. If you have the right amount of your personality, that you can stay focused because men will lose it as soon as you get the emotions involved, all the fluffy stuff. They lose energy. They lose focus. They, your, their attention wanes. So that's the key thing about understanding what your intention is and the action behind it and staying focused on your goals. And knowing that sometimes you're going to take three steps forward and five steps back. But that's still progress because you've got to learn in the failure, embrace the suck, and just keep moving forward. Sometimes you can't look ahead. you got to look at your feet to make sure that you've got footing. But that's okay. You can do it. And I would probably channel my inner Rachel Hollis here for a hot second and say, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. All of us can. It doesn't matter how hard it is. Sometimes you just got to embrace the suck and keep going. I have no homework. I really don't. But if you haven't listened to The Gap and the Gain, and I listen to a lot of books um, like that, because sometimes you just don't have the time to sit down, and then I can multitask. Um, Gap and the Gain, it's solid. Okay. It helped me break things down. Also, um, Speak by Tunde. I don't know if you guys have listened to that. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. She's um, my favorite Peloton instructor. And um, for the women, I don't think that's a book for men. But um, the two things that come up in that book, and she, you know, people go, why me? And, and Robin looks at her, who's one of the fitness um, VPs at Peloton, and goes, why not you? And the thing I'm having to mourn in this situation, because you got to mourn your old self, right? And people don't give mm-hmm. space for that. I'm having a hard time transitioning to the new chapter because I'm still attached to the old one because of fear of the unknown of the new chapter. So my homework for myself is I am closing a chapter so that I can start my new one in entirety. Burn the bridges. Well, not burn them, but I, I'm going to redirect the water so that the bridge isn't available. Mm. Yeah. It might need to be there for the next guy. I'm trying to burn it, but I am going to make it unaccessible for me. I don't need it. Perfect. Yeah. With that, go live life in full color because living uh, life plainly is kind of (laughs) boring. All right. Have a lovely Tuesday, folks.